in our travels, we tend to stumble onto all kinds of great stories. And a while back, as I drove through Ely, Minnesota, which is our Northwoods gateway to the Boundary Waters, I saw a curious storefront. A word on the building made me literally stop the truck and ponder. Crapola. That was the word. Crap O L A. I thought, what is that? Well, it turns out it's the makings of a fantastic story and also a great Minnesota bound tale. One that I actually bet you'll want to taste. <laughs> no joke, but don't worry. Today I'll explain. I'm Bill Shirk. I fish, I hunt, I camp, and I tell stories. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the stories. It's no secret, Ely is one of my favorite towns. I've spent lots of time there documenting stories in the woods and on the water. Boundary waters trips, fishing openers, sled dog teams, mucklucks, wintergreen anoraks, Sub-Zero snow sculptures, even proposed metal mines. The list, it kind of goes on and on and on. But one of my all-time favorites occurred not too long ago. It's a story <laughs> that actually starts with a party, a beer party, and ends with some of my favorite all-time outdoor food. And probably most importantly, this is a story about good people. Brian Strump joins me from Ely. Brian, what is going on? Happy New Year. Please tell me that at least you guys have snow. Yeah, yeah we do. Uh, barely enough to cover the grass, but uh, we, we do have snow, um, which is uh, a blessing. I know a lot of the state is still brown, so uh, we'll just hope for more, I guess. Yeah, it's just... We're a few hours south of you, and it just feels a little bit sad down here. Um, so let's start the story by talking a little bit about Ely and your connection to it. Why are you there? Why is Ely home? Right. Uh, great question. Um, um, Andrea and I first came to Ely uh, independent of each other, actually. Uh, sh she came with some friends. Uh, up on a paddling trip and I came with some other friends on a winter camping trip and wow. uh, we both loved it and uh, went back to our lives uh, a little lower in the Midwest there and uh, and then when we uh, uh, got together Andrew and I would come up here uh, together and enjoy it and and we just loved the the woods and the waters and the the solitude of it all and uh, would uh, go on camping trips in all seasons and Pretty soon we made friends here, and and pretty soon they said, "Hey, there's this great place to live. It's affordable." And then other friends said, "Hey, we're looking for uh, some help. Are you are you looking for a job?" And and we kind of ended up uh, here uh, all of a sudden by surprise. So when you two met for the first time, where was it exactly? Like, what was that moment like? Uh, we, we actually don't remember meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh we know what happened uh we we were co-workers we met at uh uh we worked at camp st croix uh some of your uh, listeners down uh 
uh, in the cities or east of there. It's it's actually in Hudson, Wisconsin. So Andrew and I were working at Camp St. Croix. We were in the uh, environmental education uh, part of it. And uh, we, we all met, the, all the staff met all at once. And it was kind of a blur of meeting people. But uh, we were both there. And, and uh, that's where we began our journey uh, as co-workers. And we still are. It's uh, we've we worked together our whole uh, uh, lives together. You've got a home. You've got a family. How many kids? Yeah, two kids, ten and thirteen, growing up fast. Uh, every time I turn around, they're taller and a little sassier than they were uh, yesterday. Yeah, well, just wait. Mine are what two years? Katie's mine are two years ahead of yours, and that sassy oh. thing. Oh, yikes. Oh, it's a thing. How was school today? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, all right. So, so that leads to all this leads to a party. Uh, Yes. uh, You have to be able to tell us about that night and that party. Sure. Uh, Again, uh, the memory is fuzzy. (laughs) Uh, it's, this was a long time ago now, actually, uh, um, probably, uh, uh, coming up on, uh, 20 years ago, uh, we were, uh, at a party with some friends, uh, just having a good time like young folks do. And, um, uh, I don't remember, of course, it's been so long what we were even talking about, but, uh, I came up with this silly little joke just, uh, off the top of my head about, uh, a theoretical product that we could create, um, and, and, uh, based upon the, uh, the ingredients in the product, you could rearrange the, uh, letters a little bit. So I, I thought we could combine cranberry apple granola and call it crapola. And, uh, of all the silly things I've said in my life, uh, uh, that one was, uh, just, uh, <clears throat> you, you never, uh, saw it coming. Um, so we, we didn't, uh, you know, that didn't like become an instant, um, how do I say it? You know, we, it, it wasn't the, the light bulb moment really to start a business. It was just sort of a, a ha ha moment. So it wasn't yeah, the, a joke of the party. But, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we moved on, you know, there was no dwelling on that or nobody said you should do that. You know, it was just uh, a, a silly thing, but, uh, uh, I remembered it, uh, the next day. And then I joked about it again with Andrea and I said something like, uh, when we start crapola and that was another just, yeah, ha ha. But, uh, for whatever reason, uh, it, that inside joke just kind of caught hold and, and, uh, and we, uh, ended up, uh, uh, convincing ourselves that we should actually do that someday. Which the next step was what a patent. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean that that was uh, <clears throat> that was a step along the way. I'm not sure it was the next step, but yeah, at some point uh, in in researching it, uh, uh, we decided that that would be of utmost importance is to make sure that uh, we we could do this and and uh, have the rights to it. So yeah, so um, that was and that was a long process too, uh, acquiring uh, the uh, trademark. Uh, it is. Um, uh, the, I think our application was lost or something or misfiled and, and I did it all myself without, uh, you know, a, a, a lawyer helping me. So, 
it, it took a little bit of time uh, between uh, the idea of it and then, uh, you know, actually uh, launching it, uh, getting the trademark for it and uh, and bringing it to life. That was uh, probably a couple years process, actually. Wow. And and I'm guessing at this point you don't have a facility, what, a, a kitchen at home? Uh, can, can you rephrase that, Bill? At this point, you weren't thinking you had some production facility, right? It, oh, was right. this just yeah. working out of a kitchen at home sort of thing? Yeah. So right around this time, uh, I, I forget even, uh, what, 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 uh, in, inspired me to finally take this from an idea to, to saying, you know, I'm going to get the trademark for this and I, and I'm going to actually do that. But I know one thing that was, uh, uh, really, uh, critical to the, the early phase was the uh, beginning of the Ely farmer's market. And so, uh, so when I discovered that, uh, Ely was going to try out a, a farmer's market that upcoming June, uh, that was 2007. Um, I, I, I sort of backtracked and I find, found out, you know, what we needed to do, uh, to produce food that was legally for sale. And I had to learn all that stuff about, uh, commercial kitchens and, and, um, and what you've got to do. And, and so we, we didn't have anything even close to that at home. We were, we, we have a little sort of a hobby homestead off the grid. We've got the solar panels and the wood heat and the chicken coop and the garden. And it's, uh, it's, it's our little paradise in the woods here, but it's, it's not, uh, not a place you could, um, you know, have, have a commercial kitchen. So, uh, we had to scramble around in town and, and, uh, and find places. We worked, uh, uh, rented space and a coffee shop and the senior center and, uh, a youth camp and all kinds of places. But, uh, <laughs> We, we we moved around and, and made it work and and we made our granola for the uh, farmers market from those kitchens. And you're you obviously have to do a first batch and have people try it out. What was do you remember what the feedback was? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was fun. So we we had another party at, at our house where we did make a little trial batch oh. in, in oh. our house. Uh, uh, the the very first batch actually was on this wood fired cook stove here. And, uh, that was special. Uh, but, um, so then we, we had a tasting party. We had, we invited some friends over and uh, I got out the pens and paper and I made these little scorecards and, and, uh, had a blind test and I even threw in a store-bought, uh, granola just for kicks, you know, to see how we compared. And, uh, I had the guests, you know, rate all the, I gave, you know, each one a number and had the guests, uh, rate the different flavors according to, uh, you know, sweetness or texture or some other, uh, variable. And, and, uh, it was fun. We had, we had, we had a great time. And I like to joke that, uh, there was a long line for the bathroom that night after all the granola eating. <laughs> Thus crapola. Yeah. All right. All right. So before this story continues, we, we have to thank a couple of sponsors who helped get the podcast on the air. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about ingredients because I feel like that is something that is very dear to the hearts of both you and Andrea, especially with your backgrounds. Can we talk about that? Yeah. All right. Great. Deal. 
Brian Strom is my guest, and uh, I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods, and you're listening to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. Each week, great sponsors help us uh, get our stories to you. And up first today, I'd like to thank our good friends at Connecticut Water. It's been a really fun fall at the cabin, raking leaves and we pulled the dock earlier. Now the lake is freezing up and we're on to winter. And that means we get to enjoy Connecticut water in the woods. You know, a year ago, we were lucky enough to add Connecticut water at the cabin and what a difference it has made. You know, for as long as I can remember, we dealt with that stinky, foul well water. But after a painless four-hour installation, we have Connecticut soft water and also Connecticut's K5 drinking system. No more bottled water to try and make early morning coffee. Great drinking water right out of the K5 tap. Our laundry no longer smells funny, and Connecticut water also cleaned up the showers and the dishes. The world's most efficient worry-free water system. Visit Connecticut.com to find a dealer near you and join the Connecticut family. Okay, Brian Strom is my guest today. He and his wife, they are the proprietors of a small company up in Ely, Minnesota called Crapola. You guys party. You come up with a goofy name, joke around about adding ingredients and coming up with granola one thing leads to the next, and suddenly you guys have a granola company. And you have a following, too. People from all over are now buying crapola. And we decided to come up and share the story with you guys just on how this came to be. And we wanted to document sort of your production process for our another of our television shows called Made for the Outdoors, where we see how stuff gets made. and. When I was there, Brian, it struck me by how passionate you guys are about the ingredients that that go into the granola. You know, we've been to a lot of places, and obviously um, procuring ingredients that are affordable and can help you sell the product and keep you in business, all that, that's all important. But your ingredients seem really different. You seem really passionate about them where 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 is that born uh <clears throat> that that probably comes from uh, uh uh sort of a deep interest in agriculture that andrea and i both shared uh going way back um uh, before we were married uh we got married in a barn actually on a farm so uh <clears throat> fun little story there but um we we took an interest in uh agriculture, uh, specifically sustainable ag, um, as, as kind of, a an alternative to the mile long view of, uh, you know, a monocrop. Um, we saw some examples of people doing, uh, really amazing things with, uh, uh, organic agriculture on, on small plots, uh, diversifying, uh, with, uh, you know, crops and, and, uh, and animals and, and rotating the mix in a, in a way that, uh, 
Um, I, I I describe it as as uh, having a synergy uh, where uh, the whole system uh, benefits from the uh, the careful management of uh, of a farmer. So uh, you know the the crops are grown and then the field is fallow. Then one kind of animal comes through, another kind of animal comes through. The the soil uh, improves over time. Um, and, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when the system like that, uh, is, uh, yeah, you got me again, Bill. Let me, uh, let me start over the, uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, the, I, I was profoundly moved by the synergy of the system, uh, like this and, and I wanted to be a part of it. And, um, so we were, we were on these farms, we were growing crops, tending animals, uh, milking cows, making cheese and yogurt and, and all these things. And, um, and I, I loved it. And, um, so when, when we source our ingredients, uh, we, we want to, uh, support farming like that. And so we use organic ingredients when we can, uh, we buy from, farmers that we know when we can, where we can, uh, see them, shake their hand, catch up and, uh, and drive back home with a, a load of whatever, uh, ingredient we bought. And, uh, I think that comes through in our product. Uh, yes. I think you can, uh, you know, taste that. Well, and I also think what is important to you has become important to your customers as well. People get that, right? That it's not yeah. this mass-produced. There, there's thought to it. It's local. It's a tie to the land, and right. I think that is a a bit of a growing movement. Mm-hmm. People care about that now. Yeah, yeah. So, talk about an average day. No, no, I should probably back up. So your current spot is a little bit of what? Like a small production facility slash bakery with an attitude? Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good description. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrea and I sort of divide up the building. She's, she's got the front with uh, a real thriving uh, cafe and a, a, a small corner bakery where they, they churn out uh, all kinds of cookies and muffins and, and pastries and brownies. Every time I, I look, there's something new and tasty uh, uh, that they're making over there. Uh, they do the uh, coffee shop with the espresso and, and a little gift area even. And it's a, it's a fun little hangout for uh, a local crowd to come in and, and have a coffee and just visit. Uh, it, it's a, it provides a real, uh, I think, a, a, a place for people to, uh, hang out and connect. And then in the back, that's where I make my granola. And, uh, I, I, I give some of that to Andrea for sale up front and, and then ship the rest to our, uh, distributors and, um, and, uh, manage our, uh, online sales from there. And it's the kind of place where everyone knows everyone by name. Yep. 
And I think when we were there, you were even cracking jokes with some of the customers. She was busy. So you ran up, grabbed the cash register. Just, it was a really, really, it's a fun place to be. It's, it's like it's part of the reason Ely is Ely, right? That people know each other. Right. They're friendly. You come through the front door, you're not a stranger. And, and people look after each other a while. I think that was, Kind of what drew me to your place. That that and all the refrigerator magnets and the bumper stickers, like you are serious people, <laughs> but <laughs> but but you guys are not. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do silly too. We we do the silly on one side and serious on the other, but uh, it's a it's a great combo. But, uh, All right, so it, it, that silliness. I mean, tell us some of the bumper stickers, some of the things that are hanging out in the shop. Yeah, um, a lot of our merch is geared towards uh, potty humor, uh, frankly, just because of the uh, association with uh, a high-fiber di- diet, uh, such as our granola. So um, uh, we've got uh, uh, bumper stickers that say things like, I pooped today. And um, we have uh, mugs that say, I had a crappy morning. And uh, some T-shirts with uh, various uh, similar slogans. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. I like to see, see them out in the wild, uh, see a sticker here or there. But, uh, it's, it's fun. I feel like we're putting fun out in the world. And, and uh, I just like to see that. Uh, what about some flavors? Let's talk through a few of the favorite crapola flavors. Uh, sure. Well, the the original flavor is, of course, the cranberry apple. That's the uh, the uh, foundation upon which the rest of the uh, flavors were sort of built around. So um, it's uh, sweetened with honey and real maple syrup, and has almonds and pecans and some other. Uh, tasty add-ins and it's a it's a nice uh you know sweet and crunchy uh, uh granola that you could have with uh, like a milk or yogurt or some other ways but uh, then we decided we should branch off into uh, uh other flavors and so we said let's have uh another flavor and and we didn't know what to call it at first and then we realized we had to call it number two so we did <laughs> And, uh, and that, and then we also tried to do some other things with that one. That's a, so that's a cranberry orange flavor, but it is, it is a a nut free flavor. So we wanted to make something available for people with nut allergies or, or some other intolerance. And, and then we sort of, uh, got inspired to fill out the line with some other flavors. Uh, so we have one called colonial times with a sort of a mischievous, mischievously, how do you say that word? Yeah. mischievously placed hyphen uh, in the word colonial. Uh, that's a, a blueberry strawberry flavor. The uh, It was a, a seasonal summer variety, but it was very popular. So we made it a year round flavor. And, and then we added our fourth flavor uh, called Kissy Poo. It's a dark chocolate raspberry uh, flavor. So the colon hyphen IAL times. 
right. is my favorite. And when I'm in the woods, one of my favorite high carb meals, especially for winter camping, is uh, granola pancakes. Oh. And so yeah. you take a little batter, right? Mix it up, and then you add the granola to that, and you cook pancakes. And it's mm. it's a l- little bit of a stick to your rib kind of recipe, but it's amazing. Yeah, a- absolutely amazing. I'm sure there are a thousand different little recipes and nuances like that, but it's not just granola. I'm just saying. Right, right. That's good. No, that's a good idea. Next, next pancake morning, I'm going to try it. Well, if you don't like it, don't call me with feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to uh, thank a couple more sponsors here who help bring the Minnesota Bound podcast to you each week. I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods, and my guest today, Brian Strom of Crapola. Up first, a shout out to our friends at Lakes Gas. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Propane, it's clean, efficient fuel produced right here in the United States. Schedule your propane service with a friend. Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. And we would also like to thank Star Bank. Hi, everybody. Ron Shera here again with another nifty story, this one about my favorite bank, the story of Star Bank. There's 10 of them in Minnesota, but here's where the plot thickens. A Star Bank is more than money. A Star Bank cares, cares about its customers, cares about the community, whether it's town parades or the kids' baseball team. Why? Because Star Banks are locally owned. They treat you right. Quite a tale, wouldn't you say? How do I know? Because Star Bank is also our bank at Ron Share Productions. Just another story with a happy ending. Star Bank, the bank that cares. Member FDIC. To learn more online, go to star.bank. So the Crapola story is just kind of amazing to me. Um, and I... Th- I'm a big guy with a really small brain, but when you were packaging up the granola, when we were up there for our visit, documenting for the television shows, it's just incredible to me that the small business run with passion, this granola goes everywhere. When you box up and ship, I mean, where's it going? Um, well, I mean, that, de- that depends on our customer. Our, we ship to, uh, warehouses in, uh, Minnesota and Illinois, and it, it gets further redistributed to some other warehouses. I'm not even sure, honestly. Uh, 
And then when we ship direct to our internet customers, we ship uh, coast to coast and and uh, even some of the uh, 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 APO addresses overseas and things too. Um, but uh, it it gets around. We get um, we get inter- internet orders from uh, all fifty states and beyond. How strange is that for you? <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, I've, I've, uh, it's not strange anymore. It, 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 it was, uh, it was a novelty at first just to have, have something that I created and, and, uh, see that, that people were ordering it from all corners and, uh, satisfying at the same time too. I, I find a lot of fulfillment through that. So, uh, it's, uh, it's great to just, uh, ha- you know, when I get out of bed in the morning, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, filling these orders and I have a, a great sense of purpose about it all. Yeah. You're, you're feeding people, you're nurturing people, right? Right. We're doing it people, in what uh, you believe is the right way. Right. It's, it's a multi-pronged approach. We're, we're making food that we believe is, uh, sourced with good ingredients. It's made with care and and uh branded with uh jokes that uh can can make people laugh so uh it's the best uh we know how to make it and in the process you're jamming out as well <laughs> yeah yeah I, I personally i'm i'm a music fan i like all kinds of music i like live music i like loud music so i when I'm in the back uh, and I'm drinking my coffee and making my granola, I, I turn it up uh, as loud as I like it. And am I allowed to ask what your favorites are? What do you listen to <laughs> on a daily basis? Uh, it's It changes literally on a day-to-day basis. Uh, today I was uh, rocking some uh, Derek Trucks band. Um, before he joined Susan Tedeschi, he was just uh, the Derek Trucks band. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, one of the best guitarists in the world, in my opinion. But uh, um, any any genre, I like I like music that's played with passion and, and skill. Doesn't matter the genre, really. Uh, uh, with uh, all kinds of uh, uh, streaming services and, and offerings online, I'm I'm discovering new music uh, every day. I love it. It's fun. I'm a music fan mm-hmm. too. I just yeah. put Susan on my list here. So great. I know what I'll be listening to later. Um, well, thanks for sharing the story with us uh, again. Yeah, my the pleasure. World, the world is a bit of a weird place at times. And to be an Ely, to meet you guys, to see your place, to understand your story, and to enjoy the granola it's just it's been a lot of fun and uh we just we wish you guys continued success if, if people want to find crapola um around here what's the best way to do that i appreciate that bill that's kind of you to say that um uh we're online at brainstormbakery.com um otherwise uh you can uh check a grocer near you if you're in the upper midwest we're in uh, more stores than I know of personally. 
do you ever get a chance to get a get out of the office? I mean, do you <laughs> still get to camp? Do you still get to do time outdoors or has the business taken over? Right. Yeah. 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 We've talked about this before the, the challenge of, uh, running a business and being a dad and everything. And, uh, time is tight and you can't always, you know, spend the, the amount of time you want on your, on your own personal life sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I have sacrificed, uh, some time in the woods. I haven't gone hunting and fishing as much as I want to. And, and, uh, been around with the kids as much as I want to. Um, uh, that's, that's on the list, uh, of new year's resolutions. You cut me in the first week of uh, January here and I've been pondering all that and, uh, turning, uh, going to be 50 later this year. So it's a lot to think about and, Oof and uh, yeah. And, uh, I've been really reflective lately. Good. Well, you have a great place to be able to do that. And just a heads up, I'll be swinging through at some point. You won't know I'm coming, hey. but I'll uh, walk through that front door a little bit like the bull in the China shop. And it'll be uh, great <laughs> to see you guys again. That would be awesome. We'd love to have you. Well, happy new year and continued success. And now everyone knows all about Crapola. Check them out and, uh, Give me a little feedback. If you're listening today and you happen to have a favorite recipe that involves crapola, let us know about it. Who knows? Maybe uh, we'll share it and it will pop up in an upcoming episode of Minnesota Bound. Hey, I want to thank the advertisers who help us get to you each week. Thank you to Connecticut. Also, Lakes Gas and our friends at Star Bank. Until next week, remember to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Mm-hmm.